It is a Monday edition of the Jack Michael Show. Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson in our studio, 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. Good to have you on board on a Monday. You heard it right there from the mouth of Patrick Mahomes. That's every quarterback. That is judged by your peers. Your peers know it. You did it. So a little bit of that. I have yet, I, I'm holding off on quarterback because he's got a road trip coming right. up. I Perfect. I think I'm going to start it uh, tomorrow, I guess. Oh, you'll love it. Is it going to be, is it going to carry me through, D? Oh yeah, you'll awesome. You'll make the trip go by so fast. The, I, you'll finish. I, I, it's not you know. It's just like an hour and change is it an, okay. episode. Oh, so there's eight episodes, so it's like eight hours. I think. It'll oh yeah, for. so I'll get that Perfect. done by. Uh, well, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. So where where are you heading? Well, Sioux Falls tomorrow. Three days an That's overnight drive to Winnipeg, mm. and then four days an overnight drive back to Sioux City, Iowa, and then overnight drive back to Fargo. Excuse me. Yeah. Love that, love that schedule. Thanks, American Association. <laughs> How did Brad said what? What kind of schedule is that? Yeah, it's a yo-yo. It's this a yo-yo one. Like, wouldn't the Sues be like? One would think that that would six be six games. You would think, or you go win a, yeah, either go Winnipeg and then come down, or then, and then come, come back south and, and then finish. Right, right. Yeah, this one is uh, okay. Yeah, this one's one of those, and there's no break. I mean, the, the Hawks now are into 13 consecutive days now coming up. But, yeah, no break on that one. I mean, I think yeah, we're no going to – No Monday. The only the only stop we're making is, like, pull over, drop a pitcher off maybe, and then pick somebody up and then come back and then pick a pitcher back, you know, that kind of thing. Well, even, even when you're coming back from Sioux Falls, you're not making a pit stop at home and then going to Winnipeg? I think to either pick up a pitcher and then go to, like, like for nine <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, oh, maybe sleep. No, no, no. Oh Just going to pull over, boom, and then bing. That's fantastic. <laughs> then that border stop, which you all love, which oh. I have no problem with. But, yeah, it's, oh, ask, that could be. I a, had uh, the pleasure of uh, being at a couple of those where one where a former Red Hawk relief pitcher uh, had um, – a reason for a stop sure. and proceeded to tell off the... Uh, well, that never always goes well. Yeah, well, that, that goes and proceeded to tell off the uh, Border Patrol, and uh, they swept the bus. So that was that was fun. Yeah, that if I could yeah, have the 400 trips I've Doug passed loved, through on Doug that. Doug loved that uh, one. That was great. My years <laughs> over there, that's always been an intriguing... Uh, and, and they're just doing their job, but Brad's right. You just, you don't... You don't joke, you know. You know you don't do this. You whatever you're declaring, you declare. You be upfront and honest about it, and then everything is smooth. <clears throat> For 20 years, though, I was be able to get back and forth without a passport. Remember, I was bragging about that until that last trip a few years ago. I said, Jack, you need a passport. Yeah, because I've had real ID. I got my birth certificate right. on me. I've got every other piece of documentation. But now uh, you better have a P port. Mm-hmm. Because that uh, that'll that'll get her done. That's uh, that's it. But yeah, so th- that'll, to, that'll to make a short me. story long, that yeah. you will enjoy quarterback on your Good. phone. I mean, yeah. I enjoy, you know the Ozark thing was pretty long. Oh yeah, you know, and it, but it, it was captivating enough because the episodes drew me in, and I was able to like like most people walk through several episodes sure. of Ozark. Going wow, I'm well, going yeah, to watch the worst next. part about like Ozark and Breaking Bad, you know, if you binge, is like okay, just one more episode, right? It's always the funny thing, like, oh, I don't want to watch a two-hour movie. Right. And then you're watching three hours of, yes. the, of a See? TV series before you know it. So. so Netflix has a habit, especially these that are going, like, right to next, like, that it's intriguing, it's intriguing, and it kind of wears out. It's like, okay, there's no finish here. It's just, it's like, all right, let's make them. And there's, it pulls you, but then there's no. I've so seen. what do you like more? Do you like it, like, 
I think Amazon does it too, but like Disney Plus, they every Wednesday is a new episode. Or do you just like it when they drop the whole thing and then you can just binge? I do like, like Netflix dro- does. I drop the whole thing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I drop the whole. I like dropping the whole thing. I don't know where are you at, Brad, with stuff like that. I'm probably in the drop the whole thing. Kind of like, and this. then I can just kind of watch it at my yeah, watch leisure. it at my leisure. Pick it up where I left off because exactly. I can retain what I've seen. I think I like a little bit both because, like, you know. Disney Plus does all the Star Wars stuff, so it's kind of has something to look forward to, like every Wednesday when oh, they I do can, that. I can go along with that. Yeah, sure. but there is some where you just want to. That does. I, I think. I think it's like my schedule is kind of like yours, yeah. where like some weeks I'm, I may be home one night or two nights. Right. For then, like this week, I'm home a good chunk of the week, so uh, that you would give me time more time to, to just watch two or yeah. three. It does go counterintuitive to my. Uh, I was talking this morning. I don't know. Oh yeah, Joel Highcamp asked if you ever met anybody that that you met him in person. Went wow, like oh I didn't realize that he wasn't very tall or boy he's bigger. And I I was referencing my love, days of our lives as a soap opera guy. You know, mom watched Days of Our Lives. I watched Days of Our Lives even in college. I remember Peter Reckel. Uh, yeah, Bill Brady. Bill Brady came to came to Williston with hope, uh, and 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 on that. But to that point, I like the soap opera because it, they'd always be a cliffhanger. And I tune in the next oh, day to see yeah. the next. So it kind of goes against what I just said about the Netflix. Oh, but the now, Friday cliffhangers of Days or Lies. Yeah. Oh, my they, goodness. Those were frustrating and great at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was frustrating oh, and yeah. great at the same time. Uh, a little cliffhanger yesterday at Target Field. By the way, Brad, uh, you uh, you had a little. How was oh, your, we had, how was your oh, weekend we had, at Target Field? Oh, we had fun on Friday night. How was we it? We had really good seats. Uh, we were out in the right field. Um if, er- if Alex Kirilov could have lifted that ball another 10 feet, I think my uh, brother-in-law and my nephew and I would have been fighting for a home run ball. Nice. That was the second one. But, oh, that was, boy, uh, I don't know. Byron Buxton should have something in his contract. He gets this Lance Lynn about once a week because that was two, yeah, right. two he, meatballs he got to he got to and he drove hit a long way. Yes. And what do you do with meatballs? Yeah, you do. He, hit, he, he hit him in the bullpen. Was the crowd going, because you were there the yeah, night that, that Buck, night, yeah. Buck broke out of his slump, at least for that game. Yeah. Uh, how? What was the reaction uh, well, I live? Think, I think it was, was kind crazy. of. Like, I was listening. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I think it was. I think it was. First of all, I think it was a little bit of a shock, and then <laughs> like, oh my god, he actually had a home run, and he came up again and he had another one. But I think it was kind of a. It was kind of shock, but just kind of jubilation. It's like, good. Let's. This is nice. Well, because it's like. You know, it's kind of like what we talk about with Kirk Cousins. It's not like we don't want him to do well. Right, we're all rooting we want for him to him. succeed, right? Yes. But it's just frustrating when they don't get to that. The you know, mm-hmm. level, and you got to do something about it. So I feel good that, you know, Provis is pretty frontal. I was pretty frontal was, on my show. Pretty... I don't know if you got to hear all that. I, uh, I got to listen to Corey on yeah. the drive down, and I, I was like, boy, he was, yeah, he didn't as usual, Corey does not know. Right. Corey, uh, Corey was laid it right out there for the And you uh, could have followed suit on that, too. It's, well, it's, it's, uh, I've been on this for a while. It's just, I think, I, I don't think that you can let Friday Night fool you either. I don't think any of us are saying, okay, because that's what you're going to get. That's kind of a Miggy Snow thing, right? You're like, yeah. oh, there, you hit a home run. Nope. And then he's, you know, strike out 16 more times in the next week yeah, is not going to help. Yeah, the next two nights, he didn't really right. do much I think either, Corey's so. big point on Friday with our conversation was the uh, transparency. Um, let, let's, let's, let's just be transparent about this. Let's not, let's not kill ourselves here. We're putting them down here. We're doing this and we're doing that. Let's be transparent. And then all of a sudden goes off for well, when he goes on, still in there. And is it crazy to say that if he, if he, when he goes on paternity leave here to like extend it, like, and just get yourself um, right. Mm. You I, I'm just being give, serious. Give you a week. Right. And see how it goes. Cause, and then he can come back with, 
you know, I, I tripped over one of the Legos and I can't play the rest of the year. I mean, I, I just I think if he can't play in center field, he is not worthy of being on this baseball team right now. Yeah. If he's not healthy enough to he's play out, right. in center field, he's well, not healthy and, and enough to be to, on this baseball team. Part of Corey's point in our conversation, too, was that, that Buck doesn't take the hitting on the field. You, you, if you ever get yep. early enough to a ballpark, uh, fans, you know, and you go out there and you see the guys doing their rounds. They're five, four, three, and all the way down. So it's, you know, contact or maybe bunt and then contact and opposite move runner over. Then you get into your free swings and then that's it. Uh, Buck doesn't do that. You know, so <laughs> I think Corey was even going – change the routine, change something, maybe run some balls down in the outfield or take some hitting on the, mm-hmm. you know, do something to change whatever it is that you're not doing now. Go maybe 500 in the outfield or something there you like have that. The right. Pepper it in the parking lot, yeah. you know, something. <laughs> FTC hit your pop-ups. I don't know. I mean, something. You know, I don't know. But you're right. We all want that. That's what Brad was through the home. That's what you want with Buck. And I don't know if. You know, if it's in there. but I'll tell you one thing that's in there. Yes, well, it's a good, and I and I know that it was the White Sox, and they, again, they're not. But you know, five of uh, where they have fundamentals. Yeah, disaster. not not good. They're, man, they but, so the bad. last two years they had just been a mess and, and underachieving I mean, mess. I mean, too. And, and I mean, Lance Lynn was not very good on Friday night, but Eddie Julian should have been out at second. He would have been out by ten feet after that double that hit the wall. But Elvis Andrews drops the ball. That cost him a run. Yeah. Guy in, uh, the guy in right field drops a fly ball. That cost him probably a run or two. Right. I can't remember if that was the third out or not. It would have been the third out or not. They're just, oh, they're just fundamentally. No, I mean, not that the Twins are great at it, but the White Sox are awful. Something to be said that when someone's giving you it, and you got to take it. Oh, it, right. People say, well, they've they played the A's and the White Sox. You're huh? right, they have, but. <laughs> You beat you you beat who's in front of you, and and you won eight of ten. So the point is, <laughs> yeah. now Seattle back here, uh, you yeah. know, and now comes the target. Uh, tomorrow, I'm curious how they approach Kirby because right. he 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 really threw well <laughs> against uh, the Twins. You know, Castillo tonight and and my eight up, but I'm curious about tomorrow's game and the no, Twins. for sure. I think yeah, he dominated the Twins. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement. So uh, yeah, for sure. Text club open at three five two seven zero. Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Lots to get to. Uh, Hawks. I fell to King County over the weekend. I'm, I'm, and I see they've claimed a, a catcher off waivers. Former Gopher Jack Kelly. I'm probably going to be some some more moves while they try to get healthy. If you want to talk about a team running into some tough situations, I mean Leo Pena making dinner at home uh, for his wife and, and kids is opening up a can like we all would do. I don't know if it was a tuna can or some type of can metal container, and force it open and pff, slices his thumb. And, uh, you know, the pad of his right hand, not major, but nine stitches worth. So he's, you know, out for till those stitches heal up and that gets better. But like you need that. And then poor, uh, uh, you know, Evan Alexander, lion, an eye infection, couldn't play yesterday's games. <laughs> You're like, it's like, look to Chris Coast. I keep referencing the movie Speed when Keanu Reeves is going to see what's under that bus. And he had, he's going to slip off the bus and he jabs the gas tank. And then starts leaking gas, and now they're losing fuel. And Sandra Bullock says, "What we need? You thought we need another challenge? It's like the Red Hawks are like, what more challenges do you have to come across? But those are all excuses. You gotta, you gotta be able to put runs. Eye in. infection there, pink eye with the Twins. Yeah, pink, I had pink yeah. eye in November. I, well, my I think that's st- what it was for Evan. Too, still, yeah. still dry. Yeah, it's weird that that's still going on. I when I got him, I've had dry eye problems ever since. It's just weird. My sister told me. Or, or excuse me, I shouldn't be so specific. A source told me <laughs> <laughs> that in school now, and correct me if I'm wrong, teachers out there, 
Actually, my sister was in town visiting. She's mm-hmm. dog-sitting for her, her son, my nephew. And we were talking about pink eyes. She goes, you know what? I, I don't think they send them home anymore for pink eyes. Really? And That's I interesting. Thought, um, because it happened to someone else I know in their classroom, and they didn't. Well, they that's kept weird. Them. That's pretty contagious. I'm that trying surprises to me. recall, because well, it's been a while, but my child had it three times in the first two years of her life. <laughs> right. And I think they did... I, it's like we had to take her home, but it wasn't like you have to have her home now. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a um, got drops. I know that. And try putting those on try putting right. those on, a, on an info. That's fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I have a tough time putting my own. Eyes. That worked for you <laughs> right. yeah. without my natural reaction to blink. You know? Right, right. It's hard. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the, this these odd things that that pop up and crop up and 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 take it away. So. Uh, hopefully today I know the Hawks are, are working out because uh, Chris Coast said we are mandatory workout. I mean, he's starting to get into that. Okay, it's yeah. time to play like champions and uh, 13 days in a row. Uh, the Test Club, I got a question for you today, and I'm not going to ask for a specific, you know, uh, uh, field goal that went in, moment in sport, you know, an actual physical feat. You know, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant, the Giants win the pennant, uh, or anything like that. More so really – you know, after the fact or over an image. And you know what I mean when I tell you that today is the 40-year anniversary of the George Brett pine tar incident. So now, I think looking back, for those that remember that incident, if you don't, Google it up. Um, you know, many people may remember the home run, but what you really remember is George Brett, you know, when when, uh, when Tim McClellan, you know, putting the bat out in front of home, you know, and it's 17 inches in front of the plate, and the tar went past that to 18 inches, and then he holds the bat up and then makes the out call. It's that next scene of Brett racing out of the dugout, right? He looks like a man on fire, like like he is just like a bull rushing. So that's my text club question. What are the memories of sport, not necessarily the home run, you know, or the, the act, it's something outside of that that really resonate with you. For me, Jimmy Valvano looking for someone to hug after. Oh, that's a fantastic. <laughs> that's Look a, at Derek went right to the one. winner. That's an outstanding. That is a perfect example. <laughs> was, it wasn't so much Lorenzo Charles. Uh, yeah. And even Lorenzo Charles maybe after he dunked right, the ball. Right. Yeah. That's a great yeah. example, Derek. That's another one that I can think of for um, sure. Three five two seven oh no, you you just knocked that out of the park. That's but that's what I'm looking for. So the memories that are just etched in our sports minds. Um, Another one is when the Yankees won the World Series, and then Wade Boggs was on a horse, and and part part of <laughs> that's right. And part of it was Dennis Leary in the in the HBO documentary, which was excellent, the Curse of the Bambino, yep, the Curse. Yep. Um, he goes, if my dad would have seen Wade Boggs on a horse, horse. wearing a Yankees uniform, celebrating World Series. He would have he would have died right there. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> uh, on that line, you know, when when the two guys rushed out on Hank Aaron's, oh yeah, and oh he's yes. shoving away, you know, people and 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 all that. So well, he shook the hand of the guy right away, and which, but I think he was startled, obviously, right, startled, not yeah. knowing that he was in the heart of the South, the South and yeah, all of it, getting death threats and everything that um, he might to beat the Babes record. Boy, that's so. a great call on Velvado to add on George Brett. Well, let's just face it; I think one of the things too with the Velvano deal is that that game started what March Madness has become now. Really was and, was and, was the igniter. 
because he had that, and then he had Villanova upsetting Georgetown. Georgetown yeah. You know, I mean, you had a series there of Jordan hitting the shot to you know all these games, and yes, and but you know that's He's smart. That's yeah. that's one that you. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, the eighties made the Final Four. <laughs> oh, it's just yes, you had so many consecutive games. He could not have written a better script for, you know, yeah, Jordan Key Smart, oh. Villanova. And uh, NC State. I mean, I just um, I, Thomas Hill, who later then came to play for the Fargo Moorhead Fever, Fever yeah. when we uh, signed Thomas, but he in tears, I think, still is me. Not so yeah, much right. later the shot. We're not Great, asking yeah. about great shots here. So obviously Lakers thing, yeah. but yeah, the tears of Thomas Hill. Like I can't believe it's that I can't believe. That's a good moment. All right, we had a caller. Uh, basically said uh, he's talking about the eighty Olympic when Mike Ruzioni comes up and gets well gets the, he comes up on the platform and he he gets he, oh, yeah. he oh, brings, brings everybody brings up. up um great call there's also one that i when they so after they win the, they beat the russians and they have all the they have all the shots of the ice and the crowd and there's the shot of Herb of Herbie leaving the ice. Right, leaving, uh, that's the one that always sticks with me. Is the one where he's oh. he leaves. Er, there's all this commotion going on, and Herbie just leaves the rink. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, I think mm-hmm. you know, and in Minnesota sports tie with that too. I'll I'll never forget, and it, you know, obviously it's personal for me watching the Twins, but Tom Kelly just pretty much sitting in the dugout both yep. times. He's watching, just sitting there watching right. the whole. Yeah, because yeah. I just got a text in it, so we're not looking for the actual hit. So uh, yeah. Tommy D says uh, Gene Larkin game seven ninety seven ninety one uh, you know, walk off. So not necessarily the hit. It's it's whatever yeah. surrounded right. that. But yeah. I remember Tom Kelly just sitting there like, especially in the eighty seven one. I think he went 91 out. Ninety one, he came out. He yeah. came out, but yeah. in the eighty seven one, he just sat, sat in the dugout like. I'm just going to watch and soak this up. Uh, we'll break, but uh, in, you can text in yours at 35270. So we're not looking at the actual home run, the, the game-winning shot, but the reaction that right. sticks in your mind. Not quite Valvano-esque, but I think Tommy Lasorda... Dancing around. Just right. running out of the field with his right, like yep. looking for someone to hug. Yep. Or can That's you believe yeah, After right? Kirk... After Gibson in '88, yeah. so that 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 was game one too, but it set the <laughs> right. tone for the whole series. Yeah, that come to your Belvano triggered my Lasorda in that. Uh, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Yeah, so the Twins win their plus three on on Cleveland. They've won eight of ten. They got Seattle tonight. Hawks off tonight. Been a busy weekend. Legion baseball tournaments. Some of them start today. The two way out there in the Queen City. So we'll we'll kind of set that tone for you uh, today. And I know with camp, my brother uh, talk about. Here's where you know I was saying this on the air yesterday. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law were driving their their sons. They have twin boys to, back to college in Kansas. And uh, on the way to there, uh, they stopped by the Chiefs training camp. So they spent all day yesterday and this weekend at Watson's. And I thought, training camp, that's right, 23rd. It's a sign of it's ridiculous. A sign of the calendar is turning a little bit. Liking I the, I love football. I'm just not ready for it yet at all. It's, I no. mean, maybe it's the late winter. You know, I you're not already stockpiling summer sausage for the Viking Seattle no. preseason game on August 10th. Not at all. Have your I mean, I'll probably board. I'll probably watch a few minutes of it, but I'm not gonna be glued to it. Yeah, I always DVR it and watch it later because just I can fast forward through all the junk and. You know, I want to see the kids that are fighting for the team. I enjoy that part of it more than right. watching, you know, a couple handoffs. I'm with you, especially now since we kind of you start knowing a little bit more intimate. Some yeah. may be coming out of well, the well, valley. Well, I Garrett Mogg for fight, sure. You know, I mean, that's going to be a big thing coming really up here. Pulling for him. Absolutely. Uh, boy, outside of Derek, who's the leader in the clubhouse, and again, we're only giving 1,100 points. I got some for, pretty good for, ones I here. think that's a really the Valvano 
scene etched in our memories forever. But there's some good ones out there. We'll talk about that. Doc Phil coming out with the corner. And it's a Monday edition. Jack Michael show at 740 The Fan. The common man. I went town to town, up and down the dial, and you were always afraid of being fired. There's an old saying in the radio business that I just made up to me. God today, gone tomorrow. Brilliant! Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, guys? 1225 on a Monday edition. Jack Michaels, Eric Hansen, Brad Anderson, Docfield Johnson, orthopedic surgeon, uh, joining us here. Hey, before we even get into everything, I do have a medical thing right away, Doc. So I, every time I, I come into the clubhouse, uh, uh, athletes are being scraped. So then I always joke going, hey, can you scrape off some of my intestine? Hey, can you scrape off a little <laughs> bit of that? that uh, when, when somebody's getting scraped, Doc, which is a everyday thing, it seems, uh, what are they scraping, by the way? I'm going to start right out of the gate with one of those today. You know, there, there's a couple of things that probably are going on. It, it has to do with what we call uh, myofascial treatment. So they've got little tools that are either metallic or glass. And what they're trying to do, some people have like pulled muscles or they've got a little scar tissue buildup. They're a little tight here. They're, they're using these little instruments to try and realign the collagen a little bit. So there's a little bit flexibility, a little bit better um, type of, you know, contractility. So that's what they're working on. Um, Also, there's a cupping going on, you know, back from the Olympics in London, that was a big craze. Try and do is lift the soft tissue from the under underlying connective tissue to make things more pliable and maybe work a little better. A lot of scraping. That's, Look at that. You're right on that, babe. A lot of scraping going on these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You, did you hear our that's, opening? That's co- oh, go ahead. No, that's it in a nutshell. I um, we were looking at more uh, scenes, not actual shots, goals, whatever that uh, that are etched in your memory forever in sport. Um, Derek dropping Jim Valvato running around the court looking for someone to hug anything uh, etched in memory. You know, that, that George Brett Pinetarnson is what is the anniversary today. So everybody remembers Brett just racing out of the dugout like he is ready to take out, you know, and tackle everybody that's in his path. So that's that's our memory today. So not the actual swing or shot, but the uh, the memories etched in sport. So I don't know. Maybe well, you're asking for are you asking for mine? Is that yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have one that... Uh, oh, absolutely, I do as a kid. Bobby Orr, when he scored the game-winning goal, and never then he was le- he was le- kind of leaping in the air. And- Brad's doing the motion right <laughs> yeah. now. Nice call. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just an iconic picture, and the St. Louis Blues defenseman kind of helped him a little bit with his stick. <clears throat> that one, I, did. I remember that as a kid. That was unbelievable. I think maybe this will count, but maybe because it's, it's not the actual art. It's afterward. Uh, maybe Kerry was it Scrug? Kerry Strug. Strug. Yep. Uh, that was that that was was so injured ankle maybe. Yep. What, what, and then but landed and then I think almost like uh, Daniel Larusso almost was like on a picked a leg. I remember or, that. Or what was the deal with Kirk Gibson when he played with the Dodgers? Well, that's Gibson, a, was that the. Home run, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yes. back, yeah, but but it really yeah, was sort of running around, right? That was the yeah, well, he, he had a torn cartilage, and I think he had an MCL tear, and that 
and so he was limping around. I mean, that was kind of cool too, actually. Um, I mean, talk about you know intestinal fortitude in the in the playoffs and uh, do what you got to do to win it. And maybe that's what he did. Derek had an un, uh, not an unanswerable question, but one that would really make you dive deep within here because you had sent me a message and it was a great one that uh, you know acts acts that basically win against the team that you're you're following or cheering for that you think that now looking back that your team had lost that particular game, but yeah. necessarily it didn't lose. Well, the- yeah, it's more an act in a game that you know whether a point scored or whatever that you remember more than the actual. Outcome. Outcome because the p- person that was involved lost. And you were using Tony Dorsett's run from scrimmage. Right. And Carlton Fisk, they didn't win the World Series. They won the game on his home run, but they didn't win the World Jordan Series. Jordan scored 63 on the Celtics, That's and, they gonna say, and, and they lost. And they lost, yeah. Well, Wilkins had a game like that, too, didn't he? Yeah, the Celtics? Yes, yeah, Dominique had like, yeah, it was him and Bird kind of in a one-on-one right. showdown in, uh, in game seven because I was a big Dominique fan growing yeah. up. That's a good question, isn't it, Doc? Because we remember those. Yeah. We just think that that particular team – Won it, you yep. know, did it all. Yeah, that's uh, Gary Price played for Team Canada. He was the World Juniors and was over in Lexan, Sweden. Jack Johnson shot, and we all knew what went in, but he stuck it between his pads and he spun quickly out of the out away from the red line. And you just could never ever really see the puck, but we know it went in, and that kept us from going to the gold medal game. But we won the bronze medal game, so we, we, re- we recovered and, and, and things were fine on that. Uh, so the text club opened at three five two seven zero. Not to bring up this, uh, well, you bring up hazing, and uh, a, a school is uh, you know Northwestern. It seemed like reacted fairly quick about the removal of uh, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, and now there's I think there's a little bit more of a which tells you what which tells you there's something going on. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. A, there now there's there's a, know, almost they, like a class they, like they a, everybody jumping in right, on they, this. They don't do that as a drop of the hat, especially in a, a Big Ten school like that, because there's protocols they got to go through. But when it goes that quick, it's like, okay, there's something bad here, probably, uh, and we need to move quickly. And you know, I, I mean, it used to be very prevalent. I, I, you know, back in back in the '70s and '80s, I mean, that was part of the rite of passage. Right? Sure. You know, you know, pick on the freshmen. I mean, I remember every dinner, one of us had to stand up on a chair and sing our high school foot our high school oh. song. No, that was entertainment for the right. team. Yeah, that's not uh, bad. And I would think that is still fine today, right? Oh yeah, that's kind of fun stuff. You know, that's that's kind of, that's kind of bonding is what that is. But I mean, you know, you, you hope that there isn't any of the serious stuff going on like it used to be in the old days, and um, and 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 everybody is, I think, pretty cognizant of it and, and got their antenna up so that there isn't. But it just sounds like man that thing in northwestern was a little bit weird and the fact that they acted so quickly makes me think that you know a lot of that may have been actual and then they took the right thing and tried to cut their losses really quick i thought it was interesting who they hired though well they elevated coach braun yes yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. elevated and uh you know someone that that wasn't around during those times of this questionable right. culture, I guess, if the lack of a better way to phrase that at Northwestern, but, and, and go fresh. You know, there have been multiple lawsuits. The latest one is from the volleyball side. Man. And I was reading the complaints. They don't name uh, the young lady, Jane Doe. They use her in the complaints and, and uh, talks about it. Corrupt, and I'll throw this at you. Doc talks about singing on a table your school song, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. This, this young lady, or through her lawyers, 
saying that, uh, what were the words used? In early early March, according to the lawsuit, uh, Davis told his team's captains to pick a punishment for the players. I think part of her, her uh, complaint was running so much to the point of injury without any discretion used by those doing this to prove points or whatever the case may be. So they, one of it was uh, had the captains pick a punishment for the player. So then the captains made the player run what they call suicide sprints. Remember these, uh, you know, that's what everybody has a different yeah. name for things, but that's what they say in this. That including diving to the ground at each line on the gym floor while her teammates uh, and coaches watched. She was injured, required medical attention after completing the sprints the following day. Northwestern opened up an investigation. So this was done, you know, in front of like coaches and oh you know. My Lord. So Doc, that's uh and I could I could see it, you know, you know, and then and it's all fun and games till, you know, then you know what you're teaching. But this is also now part of this is also at Northwestern is coming out. So I remember that uh you know, growing up we had a captain's practice if you screwed up or something like they'd say, Hey, hey after practice, you know, and the coaches let that happen. Then Something happened when I was a junior where that happened and there was unsupervised and a kid passed away for something like that. It was yeah. too tough. Yeah. And that put an end to that in a quick hurry, quick hurry in, our, in our school. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there's, there's been a few of those. And, and what you're talking about, which is an interesting topic, because we should talk about that right now, because that's the time of year that this stuff kind of happens. Right. We're in the camps, get, yeah. Yep. yep. And they all get back together, and all of a sudden they may be exposed to some pretty extreme situations, whether that's heat, whether it's intensity of the workout. And what can happen is that some of those kids, if they're driven too far, you don't really know it until you get there. They have this condition called rhabdomyolysis, where the muscles degrade and the muscles kind of dissolve a little bit, and just to keep it simple. But that plugs up the kidneys, that plugs up the other organs, and they go into organ failure, and they can actually die. And, and that's that's happened. That you watch that. Unfortunately, there may be one or two of those that happen this fall, and and that's why a lot of the conferences and you know the high school activities associations they've gone to practices early in the morning and then late at night, you know, to get out of the most extreme temperature variations or the extreme heat during the day. Um, and some of them are even going inside if they have, you know, available facilities to do that. So, so yeah, we're getting that time of year. And even kids now, if they're trying to get into, you know, pre-fall shape so that they're not gassing so much when they get actually going with their practices, they got to be careful. You know, it used to be the thought that you had to practice when the extremes of temperature that would make you tougher down the line. Well, now we know that was a stupid thing. Hockey, hockey, is not having played obviously, and it, but but hockey is is it looks exhausting as an athletic sport. Hockey, soccer, and hockey to me, I know they're all exhausting in their own way, but are exhausting. So then I'm watching uh, the, the miracle, you know, the movie, and they're 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 going over the Olympic run, and, and there's a scene in there where Russell playing Herb Brooks uh, is, in a, and then he has his assistant coach, or maybe he's doing it right, guys, and he's going again. On the again, yeah. oh yeah, again, yep. you know, is that Norman hockey? Is that the norm for? Uh, yeah. no, that was pretty extreme, or was that no, was extreme? Not at all. That and that's things that we're trying to prevent. You know, stuff like that. I mean, at that point, that was something that you know, maybe somewhat appropriate, but more inappropriate. But it was just that was he was sending a message, a really loud message, and. 
And there's other ways to do that, but that was the way he did it. But but physically, that was probably not the right thing to do. But Doc, um, you also would, you also you just said it though. You also have to be put your body in a spot to be able to absorb that, endure maybe the better word during yep. the course of game. So where's the line, Doc? Where where's the line in practicing so you're prepared for? You know that's a really good question because there's a lot of different ways that you can run a practice. Um, are you trying to toughen them up so you're going to have a little bit more of the contact drills? Are you trying to speed them up so you have something more that you know, pertains to speed drills? Um, you know, that, that's just a really good question, yeah, Jack, because it, I don't know if there is one particular one way to run something. And, and same thing like football and uh, as well. You know, is, is there something that you can do? And and, and look at look at back in history. Look at what John Gagliardi or Gog. He would never have contact in practices and they would go through a fairly good season without a lot of significant injuries. But then there's other teams that have contact all the time and that's how you get tougher. And you got to learn how to take a hit and give a hit and all that. So there's, there's, it's all over the, it's the whole spectrum, you know, and I think it really pertains to, you know, the athletes that you have, you know, what kind of shape are they in or, or, or like, you know, the different sports that you're in as well. What I'm trying to say is there is no one guidebook that says this is the way you got to do it. Mm. Um, there's there's a variety of different ways. And I think we're getting so much better with the understanding of, of the physiology and the kinesiology of the body that we know that, okay, we should probably hold off on doing those things. That's too much. And then you're going to lose them because they're going to tear something or do this. So we're getting smarter about how to do the exercise or do the drills better so that they help with better um, athletic performance as opposed to maybe injuring them during practice and then you don't have them. I look back and I'm trying to think now, was it was it bad or was it just good coaching? Like middle school, your body's develop. you're in a development, you're really, you know, middle school, you're, you're developing. And I remember football practices, you know, you'd run between two dummies and then uh, then you'd have a, uh, have a, uh, you know, one player there, and your job was to to carry the ball through that little passageway of the two dummies on the side, and then the opposing player that's trying to get into a good tackling form. Those got to be absolutely, and usually on a field that's half dirt, half old, you know, brown grass and and things like that. So I look back going, ah. We did something called the meat grinder where you have the ball and you have to get through three guys in a row. Three guys? Yeah. Oklahoma drills are kind of yeah. Are they are they popping yeah. off that that punching that ball? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, so it make yeah. you better. And, and, you know, and to a certain extent, yeah, I think those do make you better. They, mm-hmm. You learn how to absorb the hit and keep going, keep your legs going. Right. Uh, I mean, we used to have it as receivers, um, and, and we would try and, and get away from the opposing defender. You know, that was right up next to you, and there was ways to do that. Sweep the arms, so you sweep their arms away. But you had to learn how to do that. It was a technique, so you're perfecting a technique. I think those things are, yeah, they're very applicable because that's what happens in game situations. And if you haven't really practiced that or know how to do it, you know, then, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to do it. Do we think, guys, do we think, Doc, Derek and Brad, that they're going to change? Everybody here is broadcast sports or worked with athletes, obviously, or and you hear, you know, it's not uncommon, say, the first couple practices being the toughest ones. And then you maybe even build to this, like a distance run or uphill Kind of thing. Are we going to get to a point, Doc, where maybe an athlete refuses to do that uh, at the expense of maybe 
playing time or, or standing within the program because of things that are coming out or not? Where do you think this is going to well, go? That's been done. I, I would almost guarantee you. I mean, I, I would almost guarantee you that there's some, been some players that, no, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. Hmm. And and whether there's consequences to that or not, I, I don't know. Remember down, and I can't remember the coach's name, but remember down at Arizona State, you know, he used to run it like a boot camp. I mean, they were running up and down that hill by the by uh, oh. Sunday Double Stadium, uh, and he put them through major grueling workouts and was always chastised for that. And then I think at the end, you know, kind of lightened up because they were, they were having problems with with some of the guys not finishing them and, and things of that nature. What's um, well, so the last did and didn't work out very well. Steckel, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there the, you know the old boot camp mentality has 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 quickly gone away which is good um in trying to work more on technique things as opposed to just brute force and the conditioning i mean we know so much more about how to properly condition athletes so that we're not taking away from their performance meaning that they're not blowing their knee out they're not injuring their shoulder or doing this or doing that that would cause injury they couldn't play so i think we're smarter in that regard um and we've got so many more people now watching practice to make sure. I mean, you've got, you know, all the trainers. You've got, you know, the sports physiologists. They're watching it. They're monitoring it. Um, they're having more water breaks. Um, you know, at the time when, when the Minnesota Vikings, you know, had that terrible uh, uh, situation oh, with the with overheating. The yeah, like Corey Stringer. Corey Stringer, yep. Corey Stringer. So now we're monitoring more for heat exhaustion, but we're doing better because we're not practicing right in the middle of the day when it's so hot. Um, so I think we've, we've learned a lot. We've got a lot more to learn. You know, what's the ideal practice? I don't know if anybody really knows that, but, um, but I think we're learning more and more and hopefully we're making things safer, but you know, and, and the reality is, I mean, in those kind of sports, there's always a risk of something. There's a risk of concussion. There's a risk of injury and, but you try and mitigate that as much as you can by trying not to overtax the body so that it's prepared for it when you take a hit or you do something or you make a quick cut or something. So uh, plain surfaces, you know, shoe wear, all these other things. Um, it, it's getting better and better, but uh, the reality is you never eliminate the risk completely, but you just got to be smarter about it. We'll leave on the, And we'll leave on this with you, Doc. Allen Park, Michigan this morning. Now, the Lions are, are hoping for a nice little season. Everybody that's maybe following Detroit oh, has yeah. them projected fairly well. Oh, yeah, I think they're winning right? the first division for the first time since, what, 93? There you go. Uh, here's the scene, day two. Um, defensive back C.J. Gardner-Johnson had to be carted off the practice field, injury to his right leg. Hurt doing a, during a light team drill today where where seemed to be light contact, couldn't put pressure on his leg. His trainers Oof. helped him to his feet. And what we got is yep. light contract, uh, pointing to his upper leg while lying on a practice field, uh, so on and so forth. But they emphasize yep. there, it's a light team drill, Doc, light contact. Yep. contact. Well, we all know non-contact drills can cause a major injury, you know, into the knee. So it's a whole host of things. Did he blow his ACL? Did he have a cartilage damage? Did he dislocate his patella? You know, there's a whole myriad of things that that could be. Um, but in fact, you couldn't put weight on it. I mean, you have to worry about, did he break something? Did he have a tibial plateau? For, I mean, so there's, and they'll work through it. Um, Sean, their team doctor, great guy. Mm. Um, he'll he'll get them taken care of, you know, appropriately. But but then there's the other guy, the, the, the guy from Buffalo, out on a, uh, what was it? He was out on a jet ski. 
and it sounds like he either dislocated his knee or at least blew his knee out when mm. he's done for the season. Mm. Yikes. So, yeah. I like the the fine yeah. line in his contract. I hope he, oh, he was. Well, you know, you bring up a very good point. I was just going to talk about that, Derek, because there are contracts written now that you cannot do this, 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 and this. You know, you know, meaning have a motorcycle, skydiving, all these crazy things yep. that people like to do. Those are in those contracts, and you can't do that while you're while you're an employee for us. You know, and because they've gotten real smart that some of these off season injuries are the ones that are the worst because they they're gone for the whole season. And they brought him into to uh, the, with the Lions last year. Had a great year with the Eagles. What he had six uh, interceptions, missed five games. Signed a one year. $8 million deal in March, and here you are the second day of camp and yeah. uh, carted off the field on a light contact injury. With yeah, hope. yeah, that's, that's hopefully just... It's nothing, hopefully it's nothing real serious. I mean, it's something that can be tended to pretty quickly, and he'll be back at it. And, you know, probably better to happen at the at the front end of the yeah. uh, of the part of the season so she could get some, get some use out of him later. But hopefully it's not a major thing, but... Uh, uh, he's in good hands because I know that Doc personally. He does a really good job, so he'll be all right. Good stuff. Uh, Doc, as always, good insight into that. Uh, have yourself a good week, and uh, we'll, we'll connect again coming up next week. Thank you, Doc, for the time today. You bet, guys. Have a good week. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, orthopedic surgeon on the Jock Mongo Show. Quick time out. Dark, look, I've got the Viking schedule from me. How many wins? I, I, I just... <laughs> I'll worry about the Sunday after Labor Day. <laughs> not 13. Yeah. We, just, we always, over the years, after two decades, it's not mock per se, but everybody can go, oh, they're going to be 17. Oh, and, I love doing oh, that with Joel because <laughs> you do a Joel one week and it's right. totally different than the next week. So, <laughs> But it, it's the fun we take is, oh, they're going to be 9 and 8. I can see it. Oh, that's a loss. A win. That's a win. That's a loss. All right. That's a win. Tampa at the Vikings, first game, Derek. What do you think? Well, they better win that one. All right. Vikings at Philly. I think they'll win. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Vikings at Philly, game two. That, that's not a good one. That's, that's an L. <laughs> Chargers at Vikings, game three. That's an Ooh, interesting game. That, uh, that's not a gimme. Well, then they go to Carolina week four. That's not a gimme either. Uh-oh. Kansas City at the Vikings week five. Oh, boy. Okay, so they're one and four. We'll be back. We'll have more <laughs> on the Jack Michael Show next. In seven so they play the game. Four to the pass. articles today speaking of the Minnesota Vikings and I was looking at the storylines for the Minnesota Vikings this year as uh, put forth by those that uh, that cover follow uh, outside looking in and uh said the correct me correct me wrong biggest question <clears throat> is this Kirk Cousins final training camp with the team yes yeah. I think so too yeah got the uh age and contract all that stuff uh, most important schematic shift, Brian Flores' attacking style. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the player with the most approved, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback. Um, well, we haven't seen much of him, so. I would say Lewis Seen maybe might be yeah. just as, just as, just yeah, as high on that equal. list. Yeah. Most impactful offseason addition, Josh Oliver, tight end. Maybe. Possibly. Well, that's fiercest fantasy-relevant battle. Running back. Uh, and actually, Madison versus Ty Chandler and, and whatnot. But anyway, that was some of the. Th- that's actually things. part of a fantasy watch. That's the problem yeah, with the NFL the right now. <laughs> Everything is fantasy driven. That's why yeah. Paul Charge, you know, he's just sitting smirk. His analysis of football is all about fantasy. Just stealing that's why he doesn't look at Kirk right. 
And, and I like Kirk. I, I, I pull for him. Mm-hmm. And, and watching quarterback, you really pull for him because he's just a great guy. He's everything. He's he's like every guy that you'd want your daughter to bring home, right? I mean, just right. he is salt of the earth and all that. But I just don't know if he can get to that next level. I just think he's somewhere between Philip Rivers and something. I don't know. Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. yeah. Uh, just not. To me, scoring. I mean, it, it's it's a uh, it's points. NFL is about not unless you. Boy, I, you know, watching that quarterback thing too. I, there was so much talk about Thielen. Was he worth the money or whatever? You see some of those catches and third downs in the red zone. Yeah. Well, I hope your... Addison can do that because they are going to miss that. He was good there. He's a good route runner. Mm-hmm. They will miss that part of his game. I don't think there's any doubt. We, we tended to, to gloss over because probably because of fantasy. We look at the quantity oh, for sure. as opposed to the valued quantity of moving the chains on a go-to yes. right bailout catch by the Adam Thielens of this world. So uh, and we'll see where that uh, where that that. Uh, I think a couple goes. of the defensive linemen, the kid that they got from the Saints, and then uh, what's his face from the Packers they picked up. That's going to be a couple of big pickups yep. too. So yep. I mean, obviously the defensive line. There's a lot of questions there. Losing Cedarius Smith is Wanham going to step up? Is you know is well is Hunter going to show up? You know we don't even know that yet, do we? So that that's going to be a big thing. It's with this Flores defense. How is Hunter going to fit in if he? Sh- fits in or shows up at all, to be honest with you. NFC Super Bowl, uh, uh, if I gave you the Eagles or the field, who would you take? That's a good question. It really is. Right now. I mean, it's July. The Eagles' defense is still really good. That's what yeah, gets them there. It's, it's uh, That's a really good one. Right? No offense, but their road and their division should be no, pretty easy no, again. I'm with you, though. Yeah. I mean, the Giants. I think are, I would take the Eagles. Right yeah. as it stands right now, yeah. just because it questions a quarterback with another good defense in the 49ers, but then it's mm-hmm. boy, it's pretty like who's going to win the South? Atlanta, Tom Brady's not playing for the Bucks anymore. The yep. Saints, Derek Carr, <sighs> how's that going to work out? Carolina. The Panthers got a rookie quarterback. That's yep. yep. that's I I I'd be hard pressed to take the field in that question. And you mentioned the Chargers going the Vikings. I mean, think about how tough that division is because the Broncos are they got to be better. You think? Yep. I mean, just a little bit. Yep. And then, you know, the Raiders should be improving a little bit. You, I think Garoppolo is going to be a good thing for him. But the Chargers are so forgotten because the Chiefs are what the Chiefs are. You well, know? and the way they the way they folded in that playoff game, yeah. too. I mean, you kind of wonder if it's make or break for Staley after right. that. But you're right. From September 14th through October 8th, Vikings have Philly, the Chargers, Carolina, and uh, at Kansas City. Three and two. I would take three and two. Then they dive into the division at Chicago, and then they got San Francisco. And we're not sure. San Francisco is certainly going to be a viable team. Pretty intriguing team. Because they, I mean, you don't know who's going to start week because of health reasons. You don't know who's starting week one. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, 17 weeks of, uh, and maybe even the bigger question before we uh, break and get to common coming up. So here the Twins are, won eight of 10, and it overlaps. When camp opens up for the Minnesota Vikings, so on the you know, Brad, you were just downtown in Minneapolis. Yes, you know, where's the? Do we see Wayne? Is there enough room for both the anticipation for one and the rooting for the other, or will this be like many years are? We kind of just start tilting towards the purple. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think mainly because I think the Twins are kind of doing what the Vikings are doing because. All season long with the Vikings are like, okay, yeah, they've won all these games and it's fun and it's entertaining, but we just know that they aren't going to be able to win at all doing this. <laughs> and sure enough, they get knocked out at home in the first round. 
And I think we're thinking the same thing with the Tunes. Okay, you can win this bad division, but are you going to beat, you know, even Texas, let alone all the teams of the American League East? I, mm-hmm. What if somebody told Meriwether Lewis that said, you know, you've traveled enough. You don't have to continue that. Okay, forget a bad analogy. Yeah. I would like What's to going see. On the I will say this. I will like to. I would like to see the. I would like to see this Twins team with the pitching staff they have in a short series, which is what it comes down to in yep. October more yep. than any other. That, that's Bingo. a very good point. Yep. Bingo. Then you're not asking about. Oh, you're fighting for runs. You're holding it right. down, and maybe you do get a Kirilov Oppo shot somewhere. Right. right? Maybe Eddie Julian rises up at a post. And, and I just does. like that lineup the way it's constructed now. Because Julian's going well, and Kirilov appears to be healthy, and he just has such a good approach. Even having Walner, even though he hasn't gotten big hits, his at bats have been good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, that really is a good point, Brad. Yeah. It, it it is an outstanding point for well, Twins. What Derek said, Lewis can play too. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you get them back, and then they got some right-handers that can knock some left-handed pitching around, especially in the wing outfield spots or what mm-hmm. have you, and uh, whatever else you might want to add to. You know, maybe Thielbar gets back and is effective in the Pentagon, whatever. But even Ryan Jeffers has gotten you some, yes. I mean, some good yeah. at bats. I mean, he's yeah. just, he's been better than Vasquez. Yeah. He just has been. In a short series, can this Twins team win? I think, I don't think you could say nope right out of the right. gate. I think you're, you're going to say no, they can be competitive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they aren't as good offensively, but it does remind you a little bit of, you know, Tap and Erickson and Morrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see you those could, three guys. You, you, the, they've won. They've won a lot of low-scoring games yeah. this year. So keep, I mean, keep us in the game through through five, right. six, seven innings, yep. and uh, and uh, let's see what we do. All right, Dick Bramer coming up uh, tomorrow on the program at twelve twenty, and then as we mentioned, we got a busy week of Legion ball, which actually Brad begins tonight in Double A. Yes, uh, two A. Right? Got a couple playing games uh, out in Dickinson. That, that, now this is a little bit different because before they'd had the playing games at the higher seeds, yes. and then they would get to eight. So now they're just going to do everything in one site. Um, so you've got Post 400 and Grand Forks, and then Dickinson and Williston. So oh, the Keybirds and Keybirds and the Keybirds and, oh. uh, and, and Dickinson tonight, and that's all out in Dickinson. Yeah, Mountain Time. Yep. So everybody always used to think Williston was in Mountain Time, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it is not. Dickinson is. But, uh, <laughs> it it, it switches over right there when you start going through yep. the North Unit into towards starts yes. in the Southwest. Uh, I got the class. Let's see. The Class B starts Wednesday, and then Class A will start this weekend out in Kindred. And uh, actually, so tomorrow, got- Josh Maris is going to join us, the coach of. Uh, Kindred Post 117, one of the guys putting that tournament together. Dickinson, Kindred, and Carrington, right? Those are the ones that are hosting us. Good stuff. uh, I I, I can take you to a diner in each of those towns. I think I could, too. tell you where the food is. Yes, I could as well. You could go right to the food, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, thanks to uh, Doc Phil joining us today. I'm uh, I'll be on a bus, so if you just give me... Give me a jingle, and I'll see you, I guess, in September or whenever the rest of this trip is done. 13 straight. We'll check in maybe Thursday with you. (laughs) Sounds good. Common Man is coming up next right here on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. We are KNFL.